When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! Good uh, Monday morning, football fans, Birds fans, Mac and Mac fans. We've got two hours to shoot the breeze with here on Birds 365. And from our third commenter this morning, Jeremy Keene, let's talk WrestleMania. Oh, we will at some point. We'll we'll start with the football, but at some point, Johnny Mac and I will uh, give you a couple uh, WrestleMania thoughts because it was WrestleMania weekend. And oh, by the way, no new news on the football front, not really from the Eagles, not really from anybody else in the National Football League. The countdown to the draft is at 24 days, so we will certainly be diving heavily into the draft for the next uh, couple of weeks right here on Birds 365. But we're going to mix it up for you pretty good today, starting with the draft. John, I want to start with this today because I said it on on. Uh, WIP over the weekend when I was out with my mother, other Mac buddy, uh, Glenn Mac now, and I'll say it here today and tomorrow and the next day and every day up until the draft. Um, and again, uh, we appreciate those who comment on our stream here. I appreciate the calls I get on WIP. Just do me one favor. If you're listening to us right now, put this in the back of your mind and don't forget it between now and draft day. Everyone wants to dictate to Howie Roseman what he should do on draft night and <laughs> specifically starting with the 10th pick 
and all the Eagle picks thereafter. And we all know that they don't have a third or fourth or fifth round pick. And we think how he will address that as best he can and try and bounce things out. You can't just wave your magic wand. There's too much of that going on in sports talk these days. Wave your magic wand and it happens. It doesn't work that way in real life. And I give Howie Roseman a ton of credit. John does as well. He's one of the best Monty Hall players of the NFL draft and trading and making moves and bouncing draft and getting future draft. And uh, he's phenomenal at it. Has been since he retook over from Chip Kelly. And if I were a betting man, I'd say he'd probably get it done again this year. But you can't just will it into existence. And the way some people, well, the Eagles will trade back to number 14 because at 14, they can take player X and they'll get value in fill. Well, who's at 14? Who are you trading back for? What trade are you making? You can't just look at the board and go, oh, here's where I want to move to because here would be the perfect spot and Eagles could take this player and they would get both back. Yeah, but somebody's got to make a trade with you, okay? You can't just say, I'd like to select my position in the first round and make it right here because I know the first 19 players will be taken. So the perfect guy will be sitting there for the Eagles at 20. It doesn't work that way, okay? So don't do that to Howie Roseman. That's not fair to him. Howie will try. He's very good at it. He's smart. He will play the game and work the phones during those 15 minutes between picks in the first round as best he can. But then don't chastise him afterwards if it doesn't perfectly work out the way you want because he can't make it happen. He can try and make it happen, but he can't just make it happen. So I'm getting that qualifier out there. We're, we're three and a half weeks away from the draft, but it's already bugging the snot out of me that people are dictating exactly. If you want to say, here's who I take a 10, here's who I take a 30. Okay, fine. The Eagles have those two picks right now. Here's who I take at 18. Well, you don't friggin' I like it. Pick number 18. I like it, Joe. You're getting all worked out. I like the I like the term dictate. I think that's a good uh good word to use, good adjective. I yeah, people want to dictate everything. They want to yes. dictate who wins the main event of WrestleMania. They want to dictate oh, Donnie Mac got that right. I got that wrong. Yeah. I thought they were gonna give it a Cody. I was wrong. Yeah, they want to dictate, uh, you know, that everyone believes what they believe, never mind in a bigger sense. They want to dictate everything. One, one of the things that amuses me is, you know, there's 31 other stinking teams. There's 31 other teams, and they all have their own agendas. Sometimes you like a player, and you don't even get the player because he doesn't get to you. Right. Um, sometimes you want to trade, but you can't trade because nobody wants to trade with you. Uh, yeah, so the assumption is, well, just move down to 17 to get a good I, I mean, it's absurd. But, you know, you have all these mock draft sort of uh, databases that allow fans to plug in names. And they say, you, know, you can trade this pick for this pick. And they do a good job. Don't get me wrong. They have the trade chart. The valuation's pretty good. But, again, it, that's not real life. That's it's. It might be fun to do, but it's not real life. And, you know, Russell Wilson's the best example of this. The Eagles, in a lot of ways, Russell Wilson is the reason Jalen Hurts is here because, you know, they liked Russell Wilson, but they didn't want to draft him in the second round. They wanted him in the third round. Then all of a sudden Seattle goes, you know what? We want Russell Wilson right ahead of you. And the Eagles have been lamenting that ever since. Not anymore because they got Jalen Hurts. But one of the reasons, you know, 
they took Jalen Hurts in the second round. They didn't need him at the time. They didn't know everything was going to go wrong with Carson Wentz. But they didn't want another Russell Wilson situation. Wait to the third round. Maybe that would have been more prudent at mm-hmm. the time. At the time. But they said, you know what? We don't want to lose this kid. Let's just take him. Let's get it out of the way. And a lot of things happened. Some bad, you know, because that contributed to Carson's whatever, mental free fall. Um, and a lot more good because Jalen Hurts turned out to be Jalen Hurts. But you know, you constantly lose guys. I talk all the time about running backs, and we talked about it with B. John Robinson. And I think Blake Bedenfield, who who we had on last week, gave the best case for him. Well, there's like five blue chip players in this draft in his thoughts, and he's one of them. So that to me is the best case. That that is the best sort of legal case to take him where you're arguing, well, yeah, the position isn't, but this isn't a great draft when it comes to true blue chip players. And if you take somebody at a more valuable position, he's not going to be as good at his position. It's not going to happen, but I think that's the best case he can lay out there. But I always go back to 2017. Yes, the Eagles would have took Christian McCaffrey, but guess what? He was taken at number eight. It wasn't in the equation. A um, couple years ago, they would have taken J.C. Horn. He was taken. They would have taken Patrick Sertan. He was taken. Other teams are involved, people. Other teams are involved. And by the way, they would have took Zach Wilson. What a disaster that right. would have been. If you go way up, they thought they weren't in it, you know, correctly. They weren't in a position to get him. They loved him. There's right. other teams involved. Yeah, Howie, I'll never forgive you that one. You couldn't get creative enough to get number two to take uh, Zach Wilson. <laughs> never they, they actually stick it in my eye on that one, Howie Roseman. <laughs> um, and we will have a bunch of guys over the next uh, three plus weeks, uh, draft guys who do it for a living. That's what they do. They analyze uh, tape all year long and, and formulate opinions on players and the like. And they'll put out their quote unquote mock drafts. And they'll incorporate trades. And that just emboldens the people who dictate terms to general man. Here's what the Eagles will do by picking at number 19. You got no bloody idea if you can, if a trade's going to come down. I get it. A mock draft to begin with is all speculation. But you're going overboard when you're speculating on trades that haven't happened yet. That to me is is taking too much license to be creative. No, you, you have to stick somewhat to the real world. So that does annoy me. And if you go there and you get it right, well, I'll give you that much credit because you got a better crystal ball than I do. But if it doesn't happen, then you should uh, come out and apologize to all your readers and listeners or whatever. Say, yeah, sorry about yeah. this. I, well, I foresaw this and it didn't happen. So that's on me. Well, no one ever done. Way. Oh, by the way, no, but nobody ever comes out afterwards with their great speculation. And then when it doesn't come down, go, yeah, I kind of blew that one. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, as somebody who has to do this stuff, and I say has to because it's demanded by editors around right. the world because it's so popular. Um, I hate doing them, number one. For the, Will for you all do what reasons. I just uh, uh, whined and moaned about? Will you create trades or do you have... I, I will create trades in my, I call it my 1.0 and only mock draft. I've gotten it down to one only nice. mock draft. Good, where on, I do, good on you, Johnny Mac. Yes, where I do the first round, the first round. 
that's I'm not doing seven seven rounds. It's absurd. I, I mean, and God bless everyone who does it. And you know, there's some people that all they do is draft stuff, and it's understandable. But I mean, come on, seven rounds. I mean, that's a that's a waste of of time. Um, for eagle, you know, I do a lot of eagles only mock drafts going up to it, and you know, that's part of it because you cover the team. But yeah, I mean. I hope it's baked into people that, especially early in the process where, you know, you barely get a chance to talk to the decision makers and, and, you know, you have to explain everything. Like all my mock drafts are are what I think the Eagles are going to do, not what I'm going to do, because I think that's tremendous hubris. Like who gives a shit what you're going to do? Not talking about you, Jody, anybody who cares. Um, you know, what is the team going to do? That's the most important part. And, you know, people have been around Howie for years, have a better feel than people who haven't. Let's be honest. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people say, oh, they're going to take a running back over the years. They're going to take a linebacker. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. Um, And there's occasionally an outlier as I bring up Christian McCaffrey. Now, is B. John Robinson an outlier? Maybe. I think he probably isn't. Um, but all this factors into it. Uh, the people are just saying he's going to take him because he's the best player. Um, yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't get how how he does business because you not only have to be good, you have to match the value of the pick. All right. One thing. Uh, one name you threw out there that I did want to get to at some point today. Since you already brought it up, we'll go there now. Uh, still hanging on the unemployment line is Carson Wentz. You brought up Jalen Hurts and uh, the fact that he contributed to maybe the mental breakout of Carson Wentz and things haven't gone well for Carson Wentz since. First Eagles, then Colts, then Commanders, and now uh, gainfully unemployed. As I mentioned, we're 24 days away from the draft. That's a key date when you're a backup quarterback who doesn't have a team. A lot of backup quarterbacks have already signed and uh, teams have their uh, depth charts and their draft. Leading into the draft is one thing and then coming out of the draft is another. Sometimes it opens up possibility for you. Sometimes it closes those doors that are only open a little crack to begin with. And then they get slammed closed and quarterback is taken by a team. And they say, all right, well, we got he's going to be the quarterback of the future. We'll have. Carson Wentz going to play football in the NFL in 2023? Um, I think so. But, you know, a lot of it has to do with his, um, uh, you know, mindset where he is right now. Like he's going to have to accept where he is in life. And that's a backup quarterback with, you know, that's a different, that's a different mindset for him. This is a guy who was once the number two overall pick. This is a guy who was once the face of the franchise. This is a guy who, you know, Indianapolis traded valuable assets for mistakenly. Even Washington traded valuable assets for mistakenly. Everybody thinking they could, you know, solve the Carson Wentz equation because of what they saw in 2017 to, and to a certain degree. 2018, even 2019, before he kind of fell off the table, um, where he was, you know, even even past the injury, I think we all could agree he was he was a good quarterback. I mean, when he led the team to 
the playoffs, uh, uh, and and he got injured early against Seattle. That's probably where things tilted in the other direction. Um, but he was a good quarterback at the time, so you know people thought they could uncover and 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 create you know sort of what was before. And now we're past that. Nobody's doing that. But there aren't a lot of good quarterbacks in this league, and there aren't a lot of good backup quarterbacks in this league. And the names get pretty scary. Um, so number one is, he does he want to play? Will he accept, you know, $3 million a year to play or $4 million? I don't know. I don't know. But if he doesn't, he's not going to play. Um, so a lot of it is up to him. Somebody will sign him to be a backup quarterback because there are no backup quarterbacks. Um, and, and he's also going to have to sell himself a little bit in the fact that, you know, he's got this reputation now, uh, right or wrong. Um, and I say this with everybody from, you know, any player that has sort of reputation and sometimes it's fair and sometimes it's not fair, but fair and not fair doesn't matter. It exists. Whether you want to complain about it or not, it exists. And you gotta you gotta sell people that you're not gonna be a problem in the locker room as well. And I know you weren't out at the combine this year. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but it was fairly widely reported that Carson Wentz was there, that he was there to try and sell himself to a couple of teams that he is good with being a backup quarterback, that he understands his lot in life, that he still wants to continue to play football. And truth be told, I was kind of surprised that he even did that. I thought that he would try and distance himself from the fact that he's a guaranteed backup, no chance to be a starter in the league. And I thought it was a good sign that if he was willing to go to those lakes, and again, this was all reporting. I wasn't there. I didn't see it for myself. I didn't hear from anyone who directly said, here's what Carson Wentz said to me in a meeting while I was out there. Um, but just the fact that people reported that he was, I thought that improved his chances to potentially get a job. He didn't get one. And that was before free agency started, before everything kicked in. And now we've seen all the free agent quarterbacks that are signed. And he still doesn't have a job. That does not bode well. Uh, I would say it's on the downside of 50-50. You think it's on the upside. You still think there's a better than 50-50 chance he's going to be on somebody's roster this year. Yeah, I think so. I, You know, as I said, I mean, I just default to the fact that there's not enough good backup quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, he's he's still one of the best 64 quarterbacks in the world, which is, you know, probably more of an indictment on some of the others in that group. But uh, <clears throat> as a starter, yeah, he's a non-starter uh, as, as a starter in this league. Uh, but as a backup, you could do a lot worse uh, than Carson Wentz. And that's just from a pure football standpoint. Again, his biggest problem is probably the reputation issues at this point, to be honest. Right. Uh, there's still a couple of guys. Mo most teams already have uh, a minimum of two quarterbacks, and some already have three on their roster, and that's with not adding any rookies this upcoming year. And I'd take my chances with Matt Ryan. Now, again, you made a good point in that a lot of it has to do with where is your head at. If Matt Ryan understands now he's going to be a backup quarterback, he's going to go in, he's going to mentor some young kid, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'd rather have him than Carson Wentz. I'd rather have no, Teddy so would Bridgewater. I, but you know I'd rather have Teddy Bridgewater than Carson Wentz. 
I'd rather have Joe Flacco because he's already done that, made that transition in his head than Carson Wentz. I, I think that Carson may, Wentz may be left standing on the sideline when the season uh, gets underway. He may get a job if somebody gets hurt and he's the best available quarterback on the street in season, but I, I don't know that he's going to open up a camp with anybody this year. But that's that's a prediction. That's a supposition. And I called out everybody for making things up on the draft before they ever get started. And then I do the exact same thing. Myself. <laughs> so let me apologize in advance. I will not apologize for our first guest. I will tell look tell you that we're looking forward to getting him up. He's always great whenever we have him on uh, from the 33rdteam.com and jacobsports.com. Our bud, longtime Eagles beat writer Paul Domwich is going to jump in. We're having to talk to Dom in a couple of weeks. So looking forward to catching up with Paul Domwich next here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Heading down the shore. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Yeah. 
got your Mac and Mac guys here on Bart's 365. McMullen and McDonald hanging with you. We're talking Eagles. We're talking NFL. We'll talk a little WrestleMania later. Um, <laughs> but let me go there first. Paul Domwich, did you watch WrestleMania this weekend? I'm going to say Domwich's not a mania guy, but I don't know. I absolutely did not. Yeah, I never a... will. I am not. <laughs> You're I'm missing not... out, Domo. By the way, WWE officially sold to Endeavor today. So a monster new company with UFC and WWE. But uh, we'll talk about that later after you go, Damo. I, I, you know, one of the major things, not a lot, go. you have the low before the draft and after free agency. Um, how he's kind of draft-proofed himself uh, for the draft at this point, all these one-year deals. But, you know, some of the betting lines came out. The Eagles are still second-best team in the NFC, according to them. I think, what was the win total, Jody? Ten and a half. Ten and a half, 49, 11 and a half. Everybody's saying they're still a really good team. One interesting thing that did happen over the weekend, Fletcher, both Fletcher Cox was on Chris Long's podcast and admitted, hey, the Jets were coming, and the Jets wanted him. Um, and he decided to stay in Philadelphia. And and Darius Slay on his podcast admitted he was this close, he said, to going to Baltimore. If those two guys did leave, do you think they'd be a contender still, a significant contender in the NFC? Well, yeah, because I think their offense is, is going to be uh, a better. Um, you know, I mean, Fletcher Cox does not have a lot left. Uh, Slay is on the downside as well. I mean, these still are product are guys that they need next year. Uh, but you know, I, you know, I don't, I mean, the, the Jets wanted Fletcher Cox. Yeah. Uh, how much, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I think they would have still been contenders. I think they would have found a way to plug those gaps, uh, might've affected how they approached the draft, uh, later this month, as far as how they use those two first round picks. But I, I think they still would have been uh, serious contenders, even if they had lost Slay and uh, uh, Cox. Yeah, as far as those two guys that you brought up, John, I'm sorry if I'm not buying their spin. If I had heard from Joe Douglas and uh, the Raven gentleman at Casa that here's what I put on the table for these two players, that I would believe. There's a there's a bunch of ways you can spin a contract. Uh, CJ GJ's agent, you didn't believe what he was saying when he put it out there as to what the Eagles offered in the three year deal, right, Johnny Mac? You, you thought that uh, no, that but that was wasn't you know that that tweet was weird. I, I'd never seen the Eagles structure a contract like that, so I don't think that was the contract offer. I I I don't have any information on Slay. I do think the Jets, you know, offered more money. I got that pretty locked down. A little bit, not a lot. A little right, bit but, more money. But when you say offer more money, do we know it wasn't a two-year contract where you could add the two years together? Well, they offered more money, but it was actually less in one year than it would have been. And if the money wasn't guaranteed, will he even get to the second year? There's a lot of ways you can say things and spin things that make them look different. Like Slay yesterday, oh, the Ravens gave me what I wanted. No, they didn't. If they did, you would have gone to the Ravens. Eagles well, nobody, nobody gave no, nobody gave Slay what he wanted. Well, that's, according needed. to Slay, that's not true. That's exactly what he said yesterday. The Ravens gave him more. They offered him what he wanted. Well, but he's not a Raven. He's an Eagle. So 
Uh, I take when players make statements like uh, both of those two guys did. Sorry, I take them both with a grain of salt. Yeah, it's understandable. In Slay's case, I mean, he was set to make seventeen million, uh, seventeen and a half million this season, but it wasn't guaranteed. All the guaranteed. So Damo knows this. When all the guaranteed money is out, players want an extension, and they want guaranteed money, and that's all that matters. So in theory, Slay got, I think. 22 and a half or 23 guaranteed over two years, which is a hell of a lot. You know, real money, it's more than he was set to make, which wasn't guaranteed, would have been guaranteed day one of the season because he's bested. But, you know, he got $5 million. The Eagles got $10 million in cap relief. So that was sort of the trade there. With Fletch, it's like he's getting $10 million from the Eagles. He probably would have got $11 million from the Jets or $12 million. And he did decide to stay with the Eagles. My my question for Damo is, it, you know, and Jeffrey kind of said this. Jeffrey Laurie said this out at the meetings, Damo. He basically said, offense, offense, offense. You can't stop great quarterbacks. And you're saying they would be contenders without Fletcher Cox and Darius Slay. If that's the case, Do we even have to worry about defense? Are we at that tipping point where it's like, all right, just add B. John Robinson. Just go get the best offense and you're going to win the Super Bowl. Are we at that tipping point in the modern NFL? Well, I mean, Kansas City is kind of a classic example of where you could make that point. I mean, their defense has been, you know, during their Super Bowl runs has been, you know, between, you know, mediocre and, and, well, pretty much mediocre might be the top mm-hmm. um, and yeah. yet it hasn't mattered. Uh, you know, I mean, my feeling with like with Cox, I mean, they've got, they drafted Jordan Davis last year. You've got to assume he's going to be much better this year. You've got to assume he's going to emerge in his second year in this league. Now that he knows what it takes now that he has an off season to, to train and prepare. So, I mean, they're going to be able, you know, Cox is going to play a lot less snaps this year, which is going to help him and the Eagles. Uh, you know, Slay did not play very well the second half of the season. Uh, he knows that, uh, you know, but cornerback is a ticklish situation for them. And I, I think it's, you know, I mean, I think you can afford to be just okay on defense. I don't think you can afford to be a sieve. I don't think you can afford to give up big plays, which is kind of what, you know, I mean, Jonathan Gannon was, was battered here for his approach to defense, but that's what it was, you know, Give it up in, in, in little bits. Uh, don't give up the big plays and you, and don't become a, you know, a strain on your offense. So, um, you know. To, a- to answer John's question, yeah, I know the Eagles got beat by the Chiefs this past year, but the year before that, the Rams beat the Bengals and the Rams were the better defense. And the year before that, the Bucks beat the Chiefs. And the Bucs with a better defense. I know it's almost sacrilegious to say it about Tom Brady that uh, he won a Super Bowl and it wasn't because of Tom Brady. It was more because of the Bucs defense. But that's the way the Super Bowl game played itself out. So I don't think we've reached that tipping point yet. And to that end, did the Eagles miss out by not getting involved in bidding on Bobby Wagner at linebacker? Uh, I got no idea what kind of player Nick Morrow is going to be. He gets a bunch of tackles. He's a little undersized. He's not going to be as good as C.J. Edwards. And Bobby Wagner is still a legit star linebacker in this league. I get it. Maybe he wanted to go back to Seattle, and maybe that was a foregone conclusion. But as far as I know, Eagles didn't get involved in the bidding. And I know they've 
never been a team that is overemphasized linebacker. I thought maybe with you on the side coming in, that could change a little bit. All right, it didn't so far this offseason. How uh, how big a mistake do you think it is, if at all, that they didn't make a play for a guy like Bobby Wagner at linebacker? I can't say it's a big mistake, Jody. I just don't, you know, I, I kind of agree with the whole philosophy around the league that, the, you know, linebackers aren't as important as they used to be. Uh, I mean, they could have kept TJ Edwards for a minimal amount. I mean, he didn't sign a big contract. Uh, they chose not to. I mean, I just think they're planning on building, you know, a safety heavy, uh, line heavy offense that kind of squeezes the importance out of the linebacker position. Yeah, they, they, do you think they made a mistake? Uh, that, well, I guess you just alluded that they didn't because of all-ball linebacker. But if you have a superstar all-ball linebacker like Bobby was, not now, but he once was. I mean, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. You're a Hall of Fame voter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say pretty confident Bobby's going to be a Hall of Fame uh, player at one point. Right. Maybe Fred Warner's a better example right now. Are there players, and I bring this up for the draft as well. We were talking B. John Robinson. Are there players that devalued positions that are so good, they'll change your thinking of uh, we don't need that position, that particular position? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't think there's anybody really that would change the Eagles' thinking regarding the linebacker position. Uh you know, I mean, Wagner's, you're right. I mean, he's, he's Hall of Fame uh, uh, caliber player, but, you know, he's also not 22 anymore. Um, yeah. So, you know, yeah, there are players like that. I mean, and, and, and in certain defenses, uh, they're still important. I mean, it's clear, you know, clearly in a defense like San Francisco's or, or you know, Ryan's going to Houston now, you're going to see you know, and the, and in, in New York with the Jets. There are places where the linebacker position still is important, but it's not, you know, if you looked at the Eagles chart for spending uh, when, you know, how they approach spending on positions, you'd, you'd find linebacker almost pretty much at the bottom every year. for the last right. But they had, you know, I'll say this, Domo, and TJ's not a star, but he's a really good player. I think he's a really good player. Yeah. Kaiser White, I think it's just an average player, but he's an average player. They've had guys like, you know, you know the list, the Eric Wilsons of the world, uh, the Paul Warlows, LJ Ford didn't even make it. He was actually a decent player in Baltimore. You know, if you go to the draft, the Nate Garys of the world, I mean, there there's levels of even what they tried to do. And TJ was at the top of that level. At some point, you say, oh, well, that's got to be worth six and a half million. I mean, we could have Eric Wilson. Does that ever enter the equation? Well, I mean, and they might have Eric Wilson with Nicholas Morrow, I might add. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they may still, th they probably still feel that they're going to be able to pick up a linebacker or two here for practically nothing uh, that can help them. Um, you know, but, you know, I don't know what the breakdown in percentage was last year, John, and, and how many times they had, well, they never had three linebackers on the field. No, no. Uh, yeah. They, everybody they, talks about four, three and three, four. God, I yeah. wish we could stop that. Domo. I mean, they I don't know never what the had three linebackers on the field. 
yeah, yeah, and, and that's that's kind of become although people will say Hassan Reddick's a linebacker. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. The, can you can you in any way, shape, or form with a straight face say, well, uh, he's a linebacker? No, he's not. He's an edge player. Um, I, I got to ask you guys this: if if we're to the tipping point where we're saying defense, defense doesn't matter; it's all about the offense. Then what the hell is special teams? If we're dismissing defense, how insignificant is special teams? Eagles have signed a bunch of these guys to one-year deals, veteran minimum, slightly more, under $2 million, not exactly breaking the bank, not exactly showing a major commitment. Are we going to make them our key special teams guys this upcoming year? Because I would suggest that special teams kind of bit the Eagles in the butt this year, Super Bowl butt return. Anybody remember? Uh, how are these guys going to be incorporated into Michael Clay's special teams unit, which Nick Sirianni during the season made it sound like Michael Clay was a rock star as a special teams coach. That wasn't what I saw, but uh, are we even thinking about special teams at this point, Damo? I'm sure they are. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's hard to explain their, uh, what happened last year. Well, and then them giving the extension they did to their special teams coach kind of baffled me. But, uh, I mean, it's too early to tell who's going to be on special teams because we don't know. You know, you take all these guys that's, that sign one-year contracts, a lot of them are going to be probably key players on the, you know, starting on the defense and getting a lot of snaps, which is going to minimize how much they're going to play on special teams. But, I mean, clearly they need to be better on special teams. I, I don't think I'm telling Nick Sirianni anything he doesn't know. I mean, regardless of the money he gave his special teams uh, coordinator or, or, or how he did, uh, I mean, they can't afford the breakdowns they had last year. Uh, they'll probably be a new punter. So, you know, I mean, there's, there's I, mean, I, I think that's certainly something they're aware of. They'll probably try to look for some possible special teams contributors in this draft. Uh, guys that can help them there at least initially before they become key role players. So we'll see. But yeah, I mean, it, they can't just. I, I doubt they're just dismissing it. I, if they are, then they there should be a lot of people fired. Yeah, we're not hearing anything about it. Yeah. I'm taking you. You're worried there, Damo. That somewhere in the back of their mind, we got to get better at special teams. At none of these signings, and I know that Howie doesn't come out after every single sign. I, I've not even seen one reporter go. And he'll be a contributor on special teams. Somebody's got to contribute on special teams this year. Yeah, they've kind of shifted from the Dave Bipp era where they had the one or two players that were always kind of like special teams first. Now it's about, yeah. all right, we'll see who's on the 53. And then, Mike, uh, you you fix it. Uh, you figure it out. Um to that end, how he called all these one-year deals, he called them basically, not basically, he said, he used the term lottery tickets, Domo. Right. So um, if you buy a bunch of lottery tickets, there's a lot of different lotteries. There's the Powerball where you can, it could be life-changing or there's the local bar scratch-off that you just waste and try to hope two bucks uh, comes in your pocket. Who, which one of this group is the Powerball? Is there a Powerball? Which is the, you know, I got three bucks in my pocket. Let me see if I can win five. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, for years, they've always taken this approach, and I always kind of questioned it a little bit that, you know, it, it, the more picks you have, the better you are because, you, you, you know, if you got 100 picks or, well, yeah, you got 12, if you got 12 picks in a year, you're going to hit on somebody. That's 
that's been their philosophy rather than some teams that look at it, you know, they don't care how many picks they, if they've got six, they're going to, they believe they can find six people that are going to be keepers. Usually they're wrong, but so, uh, you know, if you had to ask me out of some of these one year guys, who's going to, you know, I don't know, greedy Williams, maybe uh, guys that guys that either have been hurt uh, that have something to prove that did not get many snaps last year that are, you know, I mean, Howie's big on, you know, we're putting them back on their contract year. Let's see if they can, you know, and it's worked. I mean, he's had a lot yeah. of guys yeah. on one year deals that have played out of their minds. So I'm not certainly not going to criticize the approach. Um, you know, they've signed just a ton of safeties here. They figure some are going to hit, um, you know, they can always move Avante Maddox back if Greedy Williams can play slot. I mean, I think they feel that with all these with all these people they've signed, there's a way to, to kind of uh, align their back seven so that uh, they'll be okay. Hi, Damo. Need your take on this. Uh, we talked about it plenty on the show last week, so I, I want to get your read on it too. Um, is this a situation where – they know something we don't know. And here's what I mean by that. Last week in Arizona, Howie Roseman spoke to the assembled media and he kind of sung Jalen Hurts' praises to the top of the mountain. And then Nick Sirianni came out and he kind of sung Jalen's praises to the top of the mountain. And then Jeff Flory came out and bent over backward, most matured 24-year-old. We love to build around a franchise. None of them went spin control. That, yeah, Jalen Hurts is all this, but how he had done it previously this offseason, a contract that makes sense for both sides, that was cast aside last week. It was Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts. Are they? Do you think they've already made progress in the negotiation and that they're already at a point where the Eagles know, all right, if we get to this, we're going to get this done. So we'll get it done because I was kind of taken aback by the fact that they not only sung the praises of their young quarterback, they went over the moon, which to me just is ringing the cash register for, for Jalen Hurts. Do they know something we don't know? Good question. I, I honestly don't know. I mean, they're keeping this so close to the vest. We're dealing with an agent who, you know, is, you know, is, hasn't been around for a long time. So we're not hearing rumors that she's spreading like we might if it was Drew Rosenhaus. Uh, <laughs> if I had a, my hunch right now is that they're 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 making some progress, but I'm also thinking that Nicole Lynn is not in a hurry because she doesn't want to make a mistake here. She doesn't want to sign and you know get him undervalued and then have Justin Herbert and and Joey Burrow and Lamar Jackson come out and and you know sign for 10 million dollars more a year than he is. It doesn't seem like a hard thing to do. I mean everybody seems that I've talked to feels Jalen's probably going to get north of 50 million, probably 52 or 53 even if he's the first thing going on, man. Yeah, I, I mean, it seems to me that if you're offering that right now, um, that he would have signed it. But the question is, do they want a short deal that the Eagles don't want to give? I mean, the Eagles clearly would like a, a long – they would like to sign him for five or six years because they don't want to have to do this again in three years. Um, but maybe he feels differently. I mean, you know, Joe Banner is has long yeah. trumpeted the take another bite at the apple as soon as you can – approach with the cap going up so much right now 
that that the, he thinks a lot of these players, including Hertz, should be signing short deals, three-year deals, get as much as you can. Uh, and then in three years, you get another bite at the apple. You get to, to renegotiate again. And, and you can make you can get a completely guaranteed deal that way because teams aren't going to be reluctant. I mean, even Baltimore offered Lamar Jackson three years completely guaranteed. Uh, why he didn't take it, uh, we don't know because he hasn't explained that. But uh, Well, he doesn't have an agent. He's got a, well, you know, he's 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 a Yeah. That that's so, probably the reason. It's just it's just really hard. I don't think this is going to linger because the Eagles don't want it to. I, I think they want this done before that. You know, before the. It, it, right now, if you ask me to, be, if I were putting money down, I'd say it gets done before the draft. You do. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in the. I'm in the. Uh, so. I'm in the June first to June tenth camp. Uh, that's when they extended Carson back in the day. That's a big. Yeah bookkeeping day in the nfl you can manipulate some things so early in the contract you can put some stuff on both years i think june 1st to june 10th is 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 where i would lay money down and if not then right before training camp you know everybody goes away i think people don't realize you know dama they, yeah. they don't do anything once and the eagles don't have mini camp so once mini camp isn't over so the OTAs, which is like June 9th to July, whatever 27th, whatever it's going to be, nothing's happening. So yeah. it, it'll either to me, it'll be June 1st to June 10th, or I shouldn't say a week before training camp. So July 17th to July 27th, those yeah. are my two windows. You like we can. I think we can agree that it will get done before training camp. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I've seen no evidence Jalen's going to complain if he makes, let's say, 48 to 52. Uh, at, you know, and and the more important part is guaranteed money, obviously. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to haggle over, oh, I gotta I gotta be at 52. I'm not gonna take 51. I just I just don't see that in him. I don't see him as that guy. Right. No, there's one thing we don't know, and nobody knows. Uh, Damo brought up uh, his agent earlier. New agent trying to make her name, trying to become a star agent like the other star agents in the National Football League. How much does she have Jalen's ear of Jalen? We can get it done, yeah, if you want. But uh, you, I, if you hold steady, if you stay with me, I'll get you another format. I, I would love to have someone tell me that sometime in my life. I can get you another $4 million a year. If you just give me the leeway, I'll guarantee you I'll get you another $4 million. Nobody's ever said that to me, Damo. But if my agent said that to me, I'd probably go, okay, go ahead. I I'd give her the green light to continue to negotiate if someone uh, made me that kind of promise. And that's why I think we are going all the way to July. Mm -hmm. I, I think dominoes, certainly, dominoes need to fall. And Herbert's not going to go early. And... Uh, certainly the Bengals aren't going to jump up and be aggressive <laughs> and get the Burrow thing done early. No, so no. it all comes down to Lamar. Where yeah. the hell are we at with Lamar? You just pointed out that, yeah, he didn't tell us that because he is his own agent. There's, there's no leaking of stuff. Is he the key guy to getting Jalen Hurts signed here as an Eagle that Lamar Jackson's got to get done first? I don't think so, Jody, because I, I think he's going to – I mean – I think he's going to end up playing for the franchise tag. Um, I don't think anything's going to happen. Uh, you know, I mean, everybody's accusing the 
owners of collusion. I just think it's a situation where, you know, he wants a guaranteed contract. Nobody's going to give him a guaranteed contract for, for a number of reasons. I mean, you can't discount the fact that he's missed what the, the, a large chunk of the last end of the last two seasons. No, uh, you're not allowed to say that. Tom. I know exactly. And you, you're, yeah. you're also not allowed to say that he's one in four or whatever in the playoffs, but he, but he is. And I mean, he's going to, he's going to be a rich man, but he's not going to get, you know, he's, they're not going to be dumb enough and no other team in this league is going to be dumb enough to give him the contract that the idiot in Cleveland gave uh, Deshaun Watson. And by the way, he could have had a guarantee, as you mentioned, you know, if he wants yeah. to sign for two or three years, he can get a fully guaranteed contract. But, yeah. But nobody's but let, gonna let, let me jump in there on that. As you just mentioned, Damo, the Eagles would prefer to get a five-year contract done with Jalen Hurts so they don't have to do this again. Right. It's a stressful time. It's uh, indecision. The general manager's got to do it how he's doing this year, which is build a roster, use your salary cap without knowing what the biggest piece actually is. It's not easy what how he's trying to do. And he doesn't want to do it again two years from now if they only do a three-year contract where he's got to go through it again. You'd say the same thing for the Ravens, though, wouldn't you, that – all right, we can do a three-year deal. We give them all the guaranteed money. Is it just to get it off the table because they've gone down the discontent road? Why wouldn't the Ravens want to do that same five-year deal that the Eagles would want to do with Jalen Hurts? Well, they do uh, because I mean, it's it's. I think the three-year deal they offered him. Well, it's not again as you pointed out. He doesn't have an agent, so we don't know for sure. But but it's not. It hasn't been clear in in, in Lamar's statements whether that three years fully guaranteed was part of a bigger deal, whether that's what they, you know, they just offered him a three-year deal like Kirk, you know, like Kirk Cousins got several years ago. Uh, I mean, we're not sure about that. And I'm, I'm, it's not what the, what Baltimore wants to do, but it's, you know, you don't have to fund. I mean, you have to fund get completely guaranteed deals. And that's, you know, I mean, nobody wants to do what Cleveland did and have to put, you know, $250 million into escrow uh, or whatever. Uh, so, and the, you're right. The Eagles don't want to do it. Uh, I don't know if he wants to do it. I'm just saying, uh, you know, another problem you got here or not a problem, but something to, to consideration is the shorter the deal, the less money in the near future, the Eagles have <laughs> to pull with as far as uh, cap space, because if you're, if you're, if he, if, if Jalen signs a three-year deal, if Lamar signs a three-year deal, you can't push money back because there's no years to push it back to. You know, right. you can't use you can't use this year and next year to sign guys before the full weight of a quarterback contract kicks in. So, uh, you know, that's that's why these. I don't think there's. It's hard to figure out what these guys are going to get as far as an average year per year. The problem is deciding on uh, agreeing on what, uh, how many years the deals are going to be. At P Damo, make sure you follow Paul on Twitter. Uh, read him at the 33rd team in season. You can read him uh, here on jacobsports.com, a stat package. You know, I saw uh, Marty, Marty uh, Morningwig over at the 33rd team was talking about uh, the, the change in, 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 in roster. Uh, cut downs they they've eliminated them all now damo it's been going slowly now it's one 90 to 53 so number one i'm gonna say preseason football is even more meaningless because they're not gonna play a starter to save that they're gonna have all these guys but i don't think anybody cares about preseason football marty brought up a good point 
gives you know younger players more of an opportunity to catch the eye, the coaching staff. And let's be honest, I mean, it's not as much practice. That's one of the things I always talked about with, you know, when you curtail all these practices and everything's boiled down, that to me is less opportunities for young players. I mean, you don't get to see them. Do you think this will help the younger players eliminating uh, that roster cut down, 90 to 85 and then 80, whatever it was? Uh, to a degree. I mean, you're right. They'll get more, they'll probably get more playing time. Uh, how many, how it impacts their reps in training camp practices in the preseason. We'll see. Uh, because I mean, you look at the Eagles, I mean, Nick's down to what six OTAs and no mandatory. Unbelievable. Uh, many- how does he look at young players? It's just exactly. meetings. Uh, it's- uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, coach, coach, I mean, Nick's kind of, and he's not alone. Most of these coaches just want to get to the starting line with a healthy team, even if they, yeah. even if it means even if it means a lot of these guys, you know, they don't know about uh, the young guys. Even if it means you know they haven't had as many reps in their system, you know, both offense and defense, uh, they just feel that at least we're healthy. I mean, that's kind of that should be the new mod credo of this league. You know, you get to week one, at least we're, we're healthy. Uh, so. But you're right. I mean, it's you know John Gruden before he was uh, sent to uh, uh, into exile used to constantly uh, complain about the the restrictions the Players Association was putting on the ability to you know the, uh, during the off season the ability to have contact with with your players and your young players to 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 try to teach them the system to try to you know and that's why so many of these guys are spending time with. You know, quarterback coaches out in uh, California now, and yeah. and going, down to, you know, working out together down in Texas and all this stuff. Uh, so yeah, it's it's not a good thing for you know. I, I I guess young players will get a few more reps, but on by the same token, you know, you, you need your your veterans to get practice reps to be ready that's for true. the season. Yeah, since that's you're not true. Gonna, basically, uh, what you're a lot do of is, ways, a guy like Reed Blankenship, it's more impressive in today's era to be able to. Oh, yeah to yeah. not only open somebody's eyes, but then be ready to play. That's pretty stinking impressive. Make yeah. a roster and be starting by yeah. the end of the year and being penciled in as the start of the year after. That very That is very impressive out of a guy like Reed Blankett. Yeah. All right, yeah. uh, Damo, my last question is league-wide and fan-related. John and I disagreed on this a little bit last week. Um, the NFL actually had a vote for flexing Thursday night football games to Amazon that they put it to a vote. Wasn't just a conversation. It was an actual vote. So it could happen this year. If you're an Eagle fan who likes to go on the road with the birds, it very well could have been, you could have gotten screwed with your Sunday game after you've made your plans being flexed to a Thursday night in December as the Eagles are making another Super Bowl run. The vote came back 22, eight and two, 22, four, eight against two abstentions. Um, John Mara, the owner of the Giants, came out, was pretty verbal in his objection to it. Uh, so, you know, he was one of the eight. I hear the Jets and the Bears were also teams that voted against it. John said he thought it was a little disingenuous. It's going to happen. So taking his stance against it here in the first year doesn't really do it. Well, yeah, it did. It, it kept them from doing it this year. And we'll see how the votes go forward. 
for those who voted against it, was it just a hey, let me let me let me score some brownie points with my fan base by saying I'm voting against this, but no full well you're gonna cast the check down the road, or do you think it was something you should give an owner like that who takes a stance against his um, majority of the rest of his owners for doing what's right by his fan base? Well, it's hard to say. I assume some of them are, you know, feel as strongly as Mara. Maybe not a lot of them, but uh, uh, there are probably a, a couple more that also feel it's just a disgrace to do this. Uh, and there's others that probably figured, well, let's just. There's no hurry with this. Uh, you know, I'm making I, my team is worth six billion now. <laughs> Yeah, maybe the race to 6.5 billion. Yeah, maybe maybe, on that one, Damo. I freely (laughs) admit, maybe I'm too cynical, but my my point is, if Amazon pushes for this, they're going to get it because they're signing the check, and that's you know, I I compared it. I told Jody, it's like the politician who knows his 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 side. He knows the bill's going to pass, so they don't need his vote. And they, you know, they go up on, on the platform and they say, oh, this is terrible. But they know it's passing, so they don't care. Ultimately, if Amazon pushes for it, they're going to get it. So uh, maybe I'm too cynical. Yeah. No, but, you're right. Because yeah, you, you, you I disagree with you, John. They had a vote. It didn't pass. Yeah. It, it, you can't say, oh, eventually it's going to pass. Well, yeah, but it didn't. They had the chance to pass it this year. They didn't. So kudos to those who took the stand. And if it's only for one year, that eventually happens next well, year. My, year. My, my, my cynicism point is if Amazon pushes for it, ultimately that'll it'll stop. Yeah. In other words, it will not become, oh, the players, oh, the fans. It'll be, oh, Amazon wants it. Well, And I'll just <laughs> recede to the background. That's Glad, before Glad we, before you guys. What year? What year is the Super Bowl going to be streamed? If Amazon has got the kind of power right that John's suggesting, when they want it, it's going to happen. What yeah. year exactly do I need to prepare in my own mind for the Super Bowl to be streamed rather than on broadcast television? Uh, the Super Bowl is streamed right now on yeah. every app, solely app, right? streamed. Um, Not too far. Away. Well, I don't know if it. Yeah. It depends on on the landscape. Yeah. I think they'll work a deal out first, where you know, like now, where yeah. you can watch. Yeah, it depends way. on the landscape. But to answer you your s- question, Jody, if Amazon signs the biggest check, oh, they're getting the Super Bowl. Uh, it's just a matter of what the platform is. I'm, if they I'm sign the biggest check, when that happens. They'll, they'll, that that depends on the technology and what you know. People are per- predicting in television for years, streaming is going to be bigger than television. Hasn't happened yet. Uh, if it does happen, it's not going to be an issue. But you the, saw the, the, the biggest check wins. You saw the quotes from Jeffrey Lurie uh, in Arizona. I mean, he basically said streaming's the next great thing. I mean, that this yeah, that this is where we're going. This is, this is the way the kids want to watch the games, uh, and and that's where the money is. Uh, so yeah. that's where the the NFL goes, where the money goes. Yeah. Don't disagree I mean, with that. I'm just wondering what the timing of it is going. Well, to nobody be. knows the timing because be people like us, people like us, got to get off the mortal coil, Jody. You know, as <laughs> younger people, you know, to them it's second nature. To us, we want linear television. You know, the more of us that go, unfortunately, 
That's the turning point. That's and I, turning I will point. get my bitching out of the way. I've already done some of it today, Thomas, so I apologize in advance <laughs> to you. Here's my problem with streaming, and I had to deal with it this weekend. Phillies are playing, yeah, Sixers are playing, and WrestleMania is on. And WrestleMania is streaming. And when I go to WrestleMania, it takes 30 seconds. You got to get to the right channel. You got to wait. Then you punch it up. Then you want to go right back to the other game. I like yeah. access. I like to be able to jump around and immediately get to the next thing and go from thing to thing to thing. And streaming with all this great technology still takes friggin' time. So get uh, get up to speed streaming, then you'll get a Jody McDonald fan. And I'll jump on yeah. the bandwagon. I'm not there yet because you're still too slow. I liked everything about Amazon's presentation last season, uh, as far as their pregame, pe- you know, their people, their their their. But the the the. Pre- I don't know, and I still don't know if it's my my cable system. It the the the, the, the it just didn't come off as as you as if you were watching it live. It was, and I don't know if that's, you know, because my you know because my cable's too slow or what. But there was something weird about that. But everything else I kind of liked about Amazon's presentation. Uh, some of the new things they tried, the people they use, as far as uh, you know. I mean, I like Herb Street. I like their pregame people. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was a. I didn't have a problem game. with I it. I, street was great. You know, there's a there's a large flat screen right above my head here in my little studio. I think I have like four or five in my house, way too many. And every time somebody young comes over, they don't <laughs> do anything with the. T- they just they're just this with their phone. You know, you yeah, you got you can go anywhere and watch whatever you want, but they want to watch it on their phone. That's the tipping point when people yeah. like us go and they take over. That's the when you say go, John. Uh, you, I, mean, I mean, no, yeah, we're all much. going, Domo. We're all going. It's just yeah. a matter of when, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't want to go, but I'm going. We're going to let Domo go because we kept him a full 40 minutes. So we thank <laughs> you much anywhere. for jumping on board with us. I had him in a couple of weeks. Good to catch up. Dama, we will be certainly getting you on before the draft. Thanks for jumping in with us today. Uh, Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We'll get get up, like I said, in about two weeks. Thanks, bud. Take care, guys. Thanks. Paul Domwich, 33rd team, and jacobsports.com. Was it here with you and I last week, or was it uh, one of my other broadcast outlets that somebody complained about the Amazon product, that they really didn't do a good job, and I came very much to the defense? I think you were uh, defending, somebody was criticizing Al Michaels, who, by the way, was at WrestleMania. No, I brought up Al Michaels. Somebody was criticizing the entire Amazon product, which I disagreed with in that I thought Herb Street was great, and Al Michaels was Al Michaels. That they were, hey, he doesn't care. It's Amazon. It's streaming. He had that end of game call in the Jacksonville game where he didn't uh, do enough screaming and yelling, which I thought was ludicrous. I uh, No, it had to be you and I because we both talked about the fact that you said, yeah, you don't watch pregame. You don't watch no, pregame. Don't, you, don't, don't, you tune in when the game's on, and as soon as the game's over, you're out of there anyway. So it had to be here on the show. Who was it who said the Amazon product wasn't that good? Because I firmly disagree with that. I thought Herb Street was great last year. Now, I, you brought it up. I don't know who you mentioned. It was, somebody, it was somebody because was, somebody of one of our playing. guests. Uh, might have been one of your callers. Guest. I don't know. Might have been on a different. No, it was uh, here because it was you. Because I remember you saying, yeah, Jody, I can't comment on the pregame because I don't ever watch yeah. the Amazon Oh, no, pre-game. I said that. I don't think anybody who criticized. Was it? No, we had a guest on who specifically said, yeah, Amazon's product was lacking because... Yeah. I, I don't remember who it was. Shame I'm, on me. I'm I getting should. old. I'm, I'm yeah, you and I both. Like can't, I can't remember yeah. last week. Shame on me. Yeah. Um, but somebody didn't like the Amazon overall product, and I watched some of their pregame stuff, and it wasn't great. And some of their postgame stuff wasn't great. Uh, of course, the Thompson's only okay. Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, he I don't even know who's on, on the planet. There. I met one of their uh, sideline reporters at the Super Bowl, who was very nice. Who's that? Um, Oh, uh, one of the Spanish reporters. She was she was extremely nice, but I have no idea what their um, what their platform looks like when it comes to pregame and postgame. Um, well, pre and post of Fitzpatrick, Richard Sherman. Uh, who am I forgetting? The big offensive lineman was on. The yeah, she mentioned Richard Sherman. So um, now that you say that, um, but uh, I'll, I'll look it up in the break. Brain farting on the uh, Rams offensive lineman who just retired after winning the Super Bowl. Oh, Andrew Whitworth. Whitworth was part of that uh, pregame show. Eh, nothing special. But I thought uh, Herb Street just wowed me with the fact that I I remember when he got hired, I said, yeah, no, he's college football. They're, they're entrusting one of the biggest products, a solo game, week in, week out, to a guy who's not really an NFL guy. Come on, what are you doing? But damn, he was good. He was on top. Ira of Gomez, by the way. Uh, Ira first, Gomez. Yeah, very nice. Really, very nice. And I didn't pay in attention. In more ways but... than one, by the way. Are we allowed to say that now? Very fetching. As you well. can say whatever the hell you want. It's YouTube, brother. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't pay attention to the sideline reporting of the Amazon, uh, but that's on me. All right, Jody Mac, Johnny Mac, coming back. Still got plenty of Eagles stuff to talk about. And yes, at some point we'll get a little uh, WrestleMania commentary in. And again, let me once again, 
I promise. It's the next to last time I'll do it. I'll do it again in the last hour. Bitching about streaming. Uh, I get off the air. I'm on the air till 10 o'clock last night. And then 10 o'clock comes, and I want to jump over to WrestleMania. But the Sixers are still playing. The Phillies are still playing. I want to be able to jump back and forth. I got to see the end of the baseball game. I got to see the end of the basketball game. And I want to catch them, just find out where they are in the card for WrestleMania. And you go to Peacock, and you got to wait. And then you got to push in the right channel, and you got to wait. And then you watch for a little bit, and then you go over to cable. Now you can get back to cable immediately. At least you can with my setup with Comcast. You hit last button, boom, you're right back. But then when you want to go back to streaming, you got to take about 30 seconds to get up to speed. Come on, if you if you if if Amazon is gonna take over the world and they're gonna dictate everything because they got the biggest checkbook, well then pay the, the the technology geeks. Get it so that I can jump from channel to channel to channel, whether it's cable, whether it's streaming or whatever. Give me immediacy. Well, they're getting there, Jody, but it, you 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 and I haven't gotten to the point like you know. Well, we have Mike Gill on. I know he's a YouTube TV guy, so he's he's completely cut the cord. There's a lot of people that have completely cut the cord, and their entire package is just streaming, um, and they don't have cable or satellites. Well, then right now they're wasting their lives thirty seconds at a time. That takes the well. I don't know how it works, so we'll change. ask Mike. We'll ask Mike that on Wednesday. I because I don't have that setup. I'm with you. I have to set up. Um, where you have, uh, uh, um, in my case, it's satellite. Your case, it's cable, um, and I got to go back and forth to streaming. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Other it people is. have just have gone. I've thought about it. I've gone because that's the way it's going. I, you know, somebody because I used to do a lot of TV reporting in my earlier in my career, sports TV reporting from the apex of uh, ESPN was in like ninety six million homes. Now down to 76, a significant, significant, every single channel, the big channels, TBS, TNT, um, USA, all dropped already 20 million people. And it's just, it ain't going back up. It's just going to keep falling. Now, uh, and again, we don't really need to get off on this tangent, but since we're there, we might as well stay there. Um, if ESPN is part of a like Hulu package, do they not get credit for that? Yeah, no, if, they get credit. They get credit ratings-wise for all the major streaming platforms. So um, it, it YouTube TV counts. Uh, um, so this is live program, obviously, not uh, not on demand. Um, but they get they get credit for the, for the live programming. Like Peacock has live programming. Um, they get credit for that ratings-wise. Um, and the Super Bowl, you know, puts out every year the ratings. And slowly but surely, every year, it's a little bit more streaming. Every year, it's a little bit less linear. But it's still much more linear than than streaming at this point. On the Super Bowl. But John says at some point, Amazon's going to own the world. So they'll, they'll, they'll be in I didn't say Amazon. It could be somebody else. It could be Netflix. It could be somebody we're not even having. It no, could be Apple. streaming service, right. It could be Apple. Um, you know, but they, they got the big checkbooks now. They got the big checkbooks. They do. And, uh, it was someday, and I don't know if I'll be around for it, but the Super Bowl will be streamed only. 
Uh, don't know if that's going to be in my lifetime, my daughter's lifetime, or my daughter's daughter's lifetime, uh, but it will happen at some point. All right, McMullen and McDonald coming back. We've still got an hour left to play. Stay with us here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Is the best vacation one that you find? Or one you get lost in? One that takes you to new heights? Or reminds you to go with the flow? To get your feet wet? And your wheels spinning. One that lets you find your own rhythm or get carried away. Find the best of yourself. Get lost in the woods. Plan your stay in the wild woods today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence, turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Get together here on Bird 365 with Mac and Mac, McMullen and McDonald. Uh, thankful, Don, which we're hopping on last hour. Uh, and yes, we'll get a little WrestleMania talk and we'll wait till the, the final half hour of today's show. But uh, Jen and I do want to talk a little wrestling. And yeah, some of the guys here on the feed are looking forward to it. And others, how dare you? It's a football show. Well, here's the deal. We're going to talk. <laughs> We're going to talk about it in the half hour, whether you like it or not. Those of you who do like it, stay tuned because uh, we'll give you a couple of wrestling thoughts. But before we get to wrestling, John, I do want to go here with you. And How again, dare you? Uh, go ahead, Johnny. I'll laugh. 
Um, 24 days away from the draft. And uh, I went on, off on a tangent of uh, dictating Howie Roseman's terms and uh, making trades that haven't happened yet. Uh, and please, you do it. Hey, that's what sports talk's all about is making stuff up as you go along. Uh, just don't get overly annoyed if it doesn't happen exactly the way you laid it out because you're asking for stuff to happen that is completely out of Howie Roseman's control on his own side. The Eagles need to get Jalen Hurts signed. That is within their control. Um, I think that things that could happen around the league can have an outside effect on, but the bottom line is always if you uh, give them what they ask for, you can get something done. It, you may end up paying a bigger price both out of pocket and future considerations, but you can always get that done. You can't just dictate the fact that you're going to trade back to number 20 in the first round. You're going to trade back from 10 to 20, you get that happen. So uh, that's a, a draft point. But if the draft comes down as is, and we uh, completely do away with Harry Roseman's ability to trade back or trade up or whatever else. And the Eagles draft at number 10 in the first round, the pick they got from the Saints last year when they traded back, outstanding job by Harry Roseman. Um, they go to a Super Bowl. And by the way, they have the 10th pick of the draft. So that's the following year they're at. Pretty damn good, Howie. Good on you. Um, if they sit at number 10, and I know, John, you've already started your work. You might not be ready to do your uh, 1.0 mock draft just yet, but you're close. That'll be week of the draft, by the way. Week Good for you that draft. you're holding out till the last week. Uh, everybody should. Now, I, again, appreciate those who mock for a living and start like the day after the draft. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. 2024 yeah. NFL mock draft. Hey, more power to you. You're you're smarter men than me. You're more dedicated than me. Truly appreciate it, even though it's borderline useless. Uh, but I, uh, we all have fun with it. We all enjoy it. Please keep it up. Um, on draft day, Eagles not moving. Not moving up, not moving back. The nine picks come off the board. They are sitting there with the 10th pick. It's the 15-minute window. Johnny, I'm not even going to ask you to go to a particular individual. But I am going to ask you to go to a particular position. And the Eagles' overall history of doing the draft, what they've done as per positions in the first round, as per what they put a specific value on uh, as far as a position goes, um, who you think will be there, who are going to be the first nine picks on a draft, who's still going to be available at 10. Right now, if you had to take a stance, if you want to give me the, uh, a particular individual player's name, feel free, J-Mac, but I won't even hold you to that. Just give me the position you think the Eagles are going to draft. Uh, defensive line um, would be my guess uh, because for a couple reasons. One, I think there's more defensive linemen in the mix than offensive linemen. Um, so it would, you know, typically default to Howie, uh, defensive line, offensive line. I think there's more options. You're pretty much talking about two offensive linemen. You're talking about, you know, maybe four or five defensive linemen. Uh, who could be in the mix, depending on what happens. So just All right, so I'm, hold on. I'm going to hold your feet a little bit more to the fire then. I said I wasn't going to, but now I'm going to. Um, defensive line. There's different positions on the defensive line, and there's the Eagles defense, yeah, that's why which I is said different defensive altogether. Line, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you get a little bit to tighten that definition up a little bit. I'll give you the breakout of interior to outside, uh, inside outside, and know full well the Eagles oftentimes use three guys inside with a five man defensive line. So will it be more a quote unquote defensive tackle or more quote unquote? An edge That's why I said defensive line. They'll take the best. Try to get them all encompassing. Yeah. Good job out of you, McMullen. Yeah. I'm going to make you work a little they will more take, for a living. They will take an edge rusher or they will take a defensive tackle. Oh, um, you're not going to go there, huh? No, well, I, I had him taking Kalaja Kansi. I'm buying into that hype. Um, so you're going and, inside. And he's he's one of the he's one of the. I said four or five guys that would be in the equation to be uh, the 10th pick. Look, Jalen Carter is the guy they take. I just don't know if he's going to be on the board. I don't know if they're going to remove him from a pure football perspective. If he drops the number 10, and by the way, I don't think he will, but if he drops the number 10, oh, they're taking him. If, 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 if he's on their board and they say, all right, we're not going to, remove them as a risk or or anything of that nature so he's kind of the wild card and then the edge rushers you know you'll notice with the top 30 business and that kind of stuff gets overrated to begin with that's basically it, not that they're not interested in those particular players but you know if you bring in top 30 and i think we had some might have been randy mueller might have been blake last week they said you know basically you want more information for whatever reason you haven't been able to get all the information you want on a particular player so you bring them in uh for a top 30 visit not an indication that um you're going to take them uh it's an indication you want to know more about that particular player that particular person but the eagles have already brought in uh, a number of edge rushers. So it indicates they're looking. I always look when it comes to top 30 visits, what I'm trying to say is I look at more at positions. Is there a cluster of positions they're looking at? And they, they've looked at uh, at least two or three edge rushers already. Uh, the kid from Georgia, Nolan Smith, uh, the kid from Iowa, uh, Help me out. Luke, Lucas Van Ness, is it? No, uh, and and I forget the third. I'll try to look it up. But uh, So that cluster tells me they're looking heavily at that particular position. Um, and, yeah, just, again, I've been around this team for a long time. They're going to default to offensive defensive line, and there's just more options on the defensive line. Um, but at number 10, there are some offensive linemen that I think are uh, of value. Oh, yeah, there's right two. There's two. There's basically two. And But, again, there's nine other teams. You know, they're in the, you know, the hope from the Eagles' standpoint is that all four quarterbacks go. I think there's a chance, but I think there's also a chance that Levis falls a little bit. I really do. Um I think Richardson's going to go in the top 10. Um, but, you know, if four turns into three, that has an impact. Yeah, there's and one I, less guy. Yeah. I don't think the kid from Ohio State is going to last till 10. So right off the bat, um, I I don't think he's going to be in the equation. And then it comes down to Peter Skaransky from Northwestern. And I don't know if he's – 
good enough to be the number 10 overall pick, to be honest. Well, one thing that I'll say about him is, and you can say the same thing about the Ohio State kid, Paris Johnson, um, both of played tackle and guard. Yeah. And the Eagles like that. And Jeff Stoutland, who has a lot of influence in the Eagles decision-making both uh, leading up to the draft and day in and day out, whatever else uh, they put a lot on, on Stoutland's plate. And the fact that both of those two players, because uh, let's be honest, if you can just plug in your backup center as your starting right guard, because Jason Kelsey's coming back. So you put Jurgens. they're good. They got their five starters for next year. Not like they're filling a hole, but you're taking a chance with Jurgens moving positions. But the Eagles seem to have confidence that Stoutland waves his uh, Let me, let me make it clear, Jody. It would not surprise me at all if they took an offensive lineman. I'm, I'm just playing the odds and that there's more defensive linemen than offensive linemen. And, I'm, I'm, you know, it's still early enough in the process where I'm sure still trying to nail down which players they actually like. And I think there's more options to like on the defensive line than the offensive line. And plus I'm working on the assessment. As I said, Paris Johnson could change that, but I don't think he's going to be there. So yeah. He may or may not. You're right. And we're we're not moving up. We're not moving back. We're locking in a 10 for today's conversation. And uh, he may or may not be available. But if he is, I think it's a very good chance he's going to be taken. One of the reasons why I don't think they're going to take an edge guy. Well, let me go here with Carter first. You talked about the Eagles and the guys that they're bringing in. And sometimes it's to get more information to really strengthen the belief that this guy should be our pick. If he's available, he's going to take it. And sometimes it's misdirection that you're really not looking to go that way, but you know, the information's going to get out and the couple of teams who are drafting in front of you, the Atlantis at uh, eight and then the bears at nine, you want them thinking something so that maybe the guy you really want drops down for you. And the Eagles do that as well as anybody else. There's a lot of that goes on. The we've officially reached the misinformation portion of the season where people start floating things to try and, direct others in a direction that they're not really uh, wanting to go. Um, are they going to bring Jalen Carter in for a visit? Um, is anybody, have you heard anything? Shame on me. I should have double checked this before the show started, but it just thought on me. Um, is anybody going to bring him in just to get a feel for him? Oh, I'm top? sure he's the top. I'm sure he's got plenty of visits. I haven't, uh, I, I, the Eagles have not, to my knowledge. Now, none of these things are public. Uh, they tend to leak out. Um, I have not seen the Eagles uh, inviting Jalen Carter. Doesn't mean they haven't. It just means nobody knows about it yet. And, and I mean, he's super talented. So um, there are going to be a lot of teams who want. Um, to figure out what the heck is going on with him. Um, so he's going to, and he's probably already had a number of visits. I don't know if the Eagles are in that category. Again, Nolan Smith, Lucas Van Ness, Brian Breeze, I've seen um, somebody reported and, and somebody said, no, it's not true. So kind of dependent. There's a couple other guys I can't think oh, of. We, off the we, top we of know Bijan was in town. Well, I, I'm just talking defensive line. Yeah, Bijan was in guy. town. Right. Bijan tweeted it himself. Yeah, he was in town. Um, 
And there's, by the way, there's guys, there's day two and day three picks you would bite in that you're going to take. Sure. You know, it's not all for, for the first round. Um, those are essentially as I think it was Randy, Randy Mueller. That's, you know, when you want to find out more about a particular player and for whatever reason you haven't had the opportunity, maybe, you know, maybe something happened. Maybe they got hurt at the combine. Maybe, maybe you didn't get to them at the combine. Um, maybe, coaching staff has changed and your scout didn't have enough time because uh, he didn't have a, a relationship or it could be a hundred different things, uh, but you need more information on a particular player. Um, so not an indication you're going to draft a player, just backbinding mission is basically what it is. Understood. And we still have 20 some odd days to get this uh, figured out. And the Eagles will bring in a couple more players over these next 20 something days that we can read between the lines on as to what they're looking at. And uh, John's point, right. It's not all about that 10th pick in a the draft. They've got 10 and they've got 30 and then they've got, what number are they in the second round? Like 50 something. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I forget the exact number, but yeah, they've second round pick third round pick then seventh round. Uh, they're going to try to add fourth and fifth round and sixth round picks. I don't, they're not going to add right. all of I, them, but I, I don't think they'll be doing visits for someone they could potentially take in the seventh round, but somewhere later in the draft, even though they don't have, they've already picks. had, they had a big defensive tackle. Um, I'm trying to find his name. You know, he's a day three pick. He, they had him in. I'll try to look uh, day, up the name. Day, day three goes from the fourth to the seventh. I specifically. Well, no, that. I mean it. It, it, um, um, it could be a seventh round pick. But right now, they only have a seventh round pick. Hmm. I mean, they might be looking to uncover. Again, it's about the information part of it uh, than anything else. They might say, "Oh, this kid's got a big upside." Um, I got to find out his name, but, and, and say, we're going to be able to get him late in the draft, but we got to figure out this issue, this issue, this issue. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to have day three picks and they could be seventh round picks. Okay. I'd be willing to wager that they don't bring in someone that they eventually take in the seventh round. Uh, that just is a little further back that I think uh, you want to go where the Eagles go. Cause you only got 30 of these guys. Uh, they'll take the max number. They'll bring in as many as they can without getting it for a violation. Maybe they even sneak somebody in under the radar, but try and not get caught on it. Uh, I just, I, I don't know that I do not remember anybody who came in for a visit who then was taken in the seventh round, but that's, uh, I guarantee it's happened. We don't know, but I guarantee it's happened because we don't know the 30 visits every year. I guarantee it's happened. How many do you think point. you knew last year? Out of the 30 that came in, how many do you think you got good info look, on? I, 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 right now, it's about six or seven that have been reported. That's it. Um, how many do you think have happened? Probably at least half. Um, what's what's today's date? April 3rd. Um yeah, I'd say at least twice as you muted yourself, Jody. At least uh, twice, I would say. Yeah, I would say fourteen, fifteen by this point. Okay, so they Probably maybe it, a little bit more. Kept it under wraps. Fair enough. Um, yeah, and good on you. You trying to hedge your bet by not going interior, exterior, inside, outside defensive lineman, John. I don't think it's going to be an edge guy. 
Um, and the main reason I don't think it's going to be an edge guy, and there are a couple edge guys that I would like to see him take at uh, number 10 if they're available, but I just don't know that it's going to happen because people are forgetting about the return of Derek Barnett. Uh, your, your guy. Out of sight, out of mind, didn't play last year, supposedly is on the mend. And your friend and mine, Ruben Frank, in his Rube's observation columns that he puts up every single Sunday, it's always great, a must-read, did a comparison between Derek Barnett and Brandon Graham and their first five years in the league, and their numbers are shockingly similar amount of games played, amount of sacks, that Derek Barnett and what he did in his first five years as compared to Brandon Graham, very similar. And we know it's happened in the next five years of Brandon Graham's career. He's become a, a star player and one of the most beloved Eagles of all time. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, yeah, that doesn't happen with Derek Barnett, that he's not going to be able to continue to mirror the career of uh, Brandon Graham. As a matter of fact, I will tell you there is one reason and one reason only why Derek Barnett is still on the roster as team right now. How he did a bad contract with him. That if they cut Derek Barnett today, that they would take a $10 million dead cap hit to keep him on the team and have him play this year, it only costs $3 million, like a million and change in salary and the prorated bonuses over the uh, signing bonus and the like. When you get those kind of splits, you overextended yourself. When, when it only costs you $3 million to keep a player, but it would cost you $10 million on the cap to cut the player, yeah, you extended that contract too much, too often and the like. That's why he's going to be here. Or is he going to be the next Brandon Graham? That all of a sudden, the second half of his career, Johnny Mack, is going to kick in and he's going to become that first-round draft pick that you used to take him and that he is going to become Brandon Graham 2.0 here in town. And that's why the Eagles won't take a defensive edge player with the 10th pick in the draft because the return of Derek Barnett is imminent. Um. <laughs> I'm in between. Yeah, I think there is a large gap in between uh, Ruben's next Brandon Graham comparison and Jody with all due love. I mean, you can't stand Derek Barnett. I think he's a fine rotational player. I think there is a huge gap in between those two that's, things. That's true. He's not, he's not going to be Brandon Graham. And if he's your fourth defensive end, I've said it from day one, I'm fine with Derek Barnett. Now he got hurt last year. So, I mean, that happens. Um, and you got to stay on the field. But we had the big, everyone loved our big Kirk Cousins, Brock Purdy argument. I mean, there's, it's the same thing. It's like, all right, Brock Purdy, for all his excitement of seven games, eight games, whatever he played, he got hurt in his eighth game. I think Kirk Cousins has missed one game in eight years and, that was because of COVID, and he could have played, but they wouldn't let him play. Um, so, you know, best ability is ability. You know, best ability is availability. That's true. So Derek's got to stay healthy because he's had a history of, of injuries, and that's a big part of it. But if he's healthy, and how many times do we say it? We can say this about Rashad Penny. 
We can say this about Greedy Williams. We could say it about Justin Evans. All these one-year picks, one-year contracts the Eagles have signed, a bunch of them have had injury issues that have derailed their careers. I'm not going to say that derailed Derek Barnett's career because, A, he was a competent player, but then we get into the expectations part of it, which we always get into. Look, if this guy was a third-round pick, he wasn't. He was a first-round pick. If he was a third-round pick, everybody would say, that's a pretty solid player. But no, he was the 14th overall pick in the draft, so everybody expected a superstar edge rusher. And he's not. So I think there's a big, big gap. He's he he's not going to be Brandon Graham. He's not going to be a superstar edge rusher. We can cross that out. But as a fourth rotational defensive end, and you joke they're not going to take edge rusher because of Derek Barnett. Same thing with uh, uh, um, you know Greedy Williams. That's not going to prevent them from taking a cornerback. Derek Barnett's not going to prevent them from taking an edge rusher if they like an edge rusher. But if he's the fourth edge rusher, I got no problem with it. No problem. No, I, I, I don't think you can compare Derek Barnett with Greedy Williams because best case scenario, Greedy well, Williams Derek's better. never plays. Best case scenario, he's going to be in the mix. You're 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 counting on him as part of a rotational position, so that means he's going to play. If the Eagles don't get hurt at cornerback, Greedy Williams is never going to see the field. So no, I was just comparing the injury part of it. I mean, injuries you got to stay on the field. You got to stay on the field. That that's greedy with Cleveland, not now. Right, but but great, big expectations. Not quite as big because he was a second round pick. But when they picked him, they wanted him. He started, I think, 12 games as a rookie. They wanted him to be a starting cornerback. I mean, that was the plan. And he had a bunch of injuries, and it didn't work out. And now he's in Philadelphia, and he doesn't have those same expectations. I always said that. If Derek Barnett was in, you know, insert name, Detroit, uh, uh, Chicago, uh, the Rams, you know, wherever, you know, they'd say, hey, yeah, he's got a shot to help us out. But, you know, when you're in your original city and you're a premium pick and you don't live up to expectations. In fact, if I were Derek's agent and I had I would have said, you know what, we probably need a fresh start. I, that he, would have been my advice. And he chose not to. And I will not be a hypocrite because all the time I talk about the fact that um, it's it's unfair to overly, of course, it's got to be baked in, but some people take it to ridiculous lengths, your quote-unquote pedigree. The, that forever determines the lens that you're judged through. And I think that's just flat-out wrong. It has to be how you start your career, where you're uh, picked is what your expectation should be. But once you've established yourself in the league and you've gotten on to your second contract, well, then you're judged by your second contract, not by where you picked. And in the case of Derek Barnett, he decided to stay here rather than go for a fresh start. So there's a little bit of a carryover, but I'm just going to tell you, he's not a first-round pick anymore. He's a guy who signed a three-year, $15 million contract. So I'm going to judge him via that, and the first year is a complete and total wash because he got hurt and he accomplished nothing. So now we're on the second year, and the third year is a mystery year. It's going to disappear anyway, but when you've got a player that you're basically locked into keeping 
because you've gotten a $10 million dead cap hit for a guy who gave you nothing the year before, then yeah, it was a bad deal. Harry Roseman doesn't do too many bad deals, but he did a bad deal with Derek Barnett. And it's got nothing to do with the fact that he was a first round draft pick. Howie should have been able to wash it clean and just negotiate off it. And if you get it done, you get it done. If you don't, the guy's got to go. I don't know that anybody would have shed any tears that Derek Barnett left the Eagles. Last oh, year. nobody, nobody would have, because again, I'm, I'm not talking about anything other than expectations in Philadelphia. That's, that's all I'm talking about. Brandon went through this. <clears throat> Brandon went through this early in his career and he talks about it all the time and people labeled him a bust. And in a lot of ways it was even worse for Brandon because Right behind him was Earl Thomas and yep. Jason Pierre-Paul. Right behind him. I mean, right behind him. Um, and those were two great players, obviously. Um, and it's ironic that Brandon outlasted them both with his original team. Um, you know, Earl's going in the Hall of Fame, though. So, I mean, I'm not going to criticize that pick. Um, Jason was very good. Uh, obviously, had the issues with the fireworks accident but very good player they're all all three of them were first round hits no question about it um in brandon's case it took a very long while so you know uh ruben brings that up brandon's the outlier typically if if you're not uh, showing signs you know again we always bring up and and brandon brings this up all the time he was going to get cut for travis long Chip Kelly was going to cut him. Not, not maybe he was going to cut him. And then Travis Long tore his ACL. And nobody knows who the hell Travis Long is anymore. And he tore his ACL in back-to-back -back years, by the way. Chip loved him. Um, and, and he turned around and he became one of the greatest defensive players in Eagles history. That's an outlier. Derek Barnett's not going to be the next Brandon Graham. No, can he right. be a can he be a solid rotational player? Yeah, I think he would have been a solid rotational player last year. Can't prove it because he got hurt in week one, um, tore his ACL. I can't. I I talk about the ultra. I can't blame people for injuries, but in the case of Derek and blame teams, I mean, in the case of Derek. He's, he's had a lot of injuries, not as significant as that one, but he's missed games here and there, shoulder issues. And look, that's part of it. You know, durability is part of it. Um, so it, it depends what your expectations are. And Philadelphia's expectations are greater than they should be because of his original pedigree. If he went to another town, which is why I were – I like Greedy Williams, if I were his agent, I would have said, you know what? Probably better to get a fresh start. That would have been my advice for Derek Barnett, but he's here. But he is here, and he's going to be back in camp, and he's going to be on the Eagles because they're not going to cut him to take a $10 million dead cap hit. So, And by uh, the way, Jeffrey Lurie will approve that. If it comes to that, he'll approve it. In fact, if you go to over the cap, if you go not, to not until they get the Jalen Hurts contract done, because there's there's speculation to that. You don't know what it's going to be. I don't know how he doesn't know. Nobody knows until it gets done. 
they need the wiggle room. They they can't be just passing on ten million dollars in dead cap money going. Well, into I don't season. think they want to cut them, but I'm I'm saying if it comes to that for some what reason, could possibly it's... happen between now and then when you go? Oh shoot, we got to cut them. No, There's I'm not no upside to cutting them. There's only downside <laughs> to cutting them because you're only clearing three million dollars that he's no, I'm not. Right I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about right now. I'm talking about if he shows up in training camp and they say, oh, you know, and some people, it doesn't happen as often as it did back in the day. But some people, even today, don't come back from ACLs well. It's much more rare. But there are a few outliers, and usually it has to do with box surgeries, to be honest. But if if – you know, if he shows up in training camp and he's got nothing left physically, um, which I, again, I'll state it clearly, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm saying $10 million would not be something Jeffrey Lurie would say, we can't do that. Um, I don't proven think it's it a time thing. And time it's again. a Howie thing. It's a cap management thing. I think they put him on IR before they cut him. Well, that they might do that as well. But even that's what I was saying. If you go to over the cap, if you go to Spotrack, whatever you like, Spot Rack, whatever, whatever it's called, um, they they always put contracts down, and 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 they try to be as realistic as possible. One of the things they do is potential out, you know, because all these deals are two year deals. Potential out, you sign a guy to a five year. We see it all the time with boys. Right. Potential out, potential out, potential out. So if you go to Derek Barnett, for instance, I just pulled up spot rack. Potential out 2023. Uh, one year, 10 million dead cap. They have that as his potential out day one. Day one, they had that as his potential out. That's not something that is, again, I want to make this clear. It's not going to happen. It would not preclude them from doing anything if they felt it needed to happen is what I'm trying to say. Right. And my point is that they've done the deals that they've done They're where they're at with the cap. They're in the midst of the Jalen Hurts negotiation. I don't think they can afford to cut him. I think that would put them in a bad position because number one, you're going to have to replace Derek Barnett. And oh, by the way, you're counting for Derek Barnett to actually contribute this year. I'm not. I, I if, if I were a betting man, do I think he's going to be part of the rotation or uh, giving them absolutely nothing? I would lean toward absolutely nothing. But his cap cost is not something that they could just take in right now if they were to cut him. I think he's locked into a roster spot. At the beginning of the offseason, when uh, the, the, the free agent was starting, if they wanted to go there and knew that they could build in the cap penalty, the dead cap money, and then go from there – Okay, I would have said they could have done it. They didn't, and now they're down the road. Now they're in the cap situation they're in, and they still don't have Jalen Hurts' locked-in deal yet. Yeah, I don't think they can afford to cut him. Spotracks, uh, what they could potentially save or not, I don't think the situation they're in right now, they could afford to take a $10 million dead cap hit. Um, uh, to give you an event, never doubt Howie. Pre-June 1st, dead money, 10.272. Post June first, dead money, three million. Just wait till after June first. Isn't it half and half? You can put half toward the next year. No, it's 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 a little bit shifted. So you you can put more. 
It's not 50-50. In the second year? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so they could get it down to three. three so, yeah, they three, could cut them before. If you're telling me after June 1st, they could spread it out. Three, which again, three million, yeah, three million, uh, 57,000 to be uh, uh, specific. And by the way, they set up this deal to where if if they cut them post-June 1st, they can spread the dead money out because of the wording in the contract over the voidable years. So it's even better. Well, how many voidable years does he have on the back end? 2024, 20. Here's the dead money. Three, three million fifty-seven thousand in 2023. 2024, just under two million, 1.977. 2025, 1.977. 2026, 1.977. <laughs> 2027, 1.284. Derek Gordon is signed till 2027, which you you and I both know that's not the case, but that's how, how he does business. If you can spread it Never, out ever, ever doubt. And more than Howie Roseman, Jake Rosenberg. That is nothing. They can, if they want to cut him post June 1st, they can cut them. Post June 1st, I would absolutely agree. Today, no. They they wouldn't be willing to go there today. But post June 1st, yeah, that, that could very well happen. And, yeah, I think that's got a distinct possibility of happening, as a matter of fact. And that could. And that's why I think June 1st is, is big in Jalen's, because I think people don't understand that is a huge bookkeeping day in the NFL. Even if you don't do anything. Um, when it comes to cutting players, it is a big bookkeeping thing, big bookkeeping day in the NFL because you can toggle between 2023 and 2024. All right, let's take our final break of the show. Come back. We'll have 10 minutes to talk WrestleMania. Uh, Johnny and I both watched it. He watched more than I did because I was on the air. Uh, but for you wrestling fans, you can stay tuned because Mac and Mac talk a little WrestleMania next here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say... We got this. Call 215-458-2222. Heading down the shore. Have a ball once more. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods.
My name is uh, Fran Salerno, and I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. episode talk a lot about the birds and we're 24 days away from the draft so we'll be talking plenty of draft over the next couple of weeks here on birds 365 but last night was the sunday capper of wrestlemania wrestlemania weekend live from hollywood uh johnny and i if you've been watching the show for the last almost two years we're coming up on our two-year anniversary oh no shoot today's a day how do i not acknowledge that today is oh yeah three uh, day one of year three of Birds 365. Shame on me. How did I not do this at the start uh, sh- of the show? Shame I- on me. I should have known, too. I considered season three, you know, uh, when we came back from our vacation. So I forgot about it. Uh, but this is the official demarcation line. We of, got the show uh, underway uh, starting in April of uh, 2022. 20, uh, um, today is show number 497 because I not only keep track of it. Oh, got to remember 500 now. 500 yeah. is Thursday. So that's a, uh, a a big show for us on Thursday. Um, but yeah, we've been doing this Birds 365 thing. We'll lead up all the way to the draft for the next two and a half weeks. Uh, we appreciate you guys streaming in on an everyday basis. If you're a wrestling fan, stay tuned. If you're not a wrestling fan, We'll see you tomorrow here on Birch 365. Uh, Johnny Mac, WrestleMania weekend. I couldn't watch because I'm on the air. Uh, Saturday night, I go on at 10. So I could watch the beginning of WrestleMania, and then I got to pay attention. I got to host the show. Yesterday, I was on the air till 10, so I couldn't catch any of the early stuff. But I surely got in for the championship match thereafter between Rhodes and Reigns. Give me your general grade take. Uh, how did you see the WrestleMania goes Hollywood weekend overall? Uh, tremendous show. Now it's two days for people that don't know. Uh, so it's Saturday night and Sunday night. Uh, uh, sold out both nights. Uh, tremendous uh, look, which they're always good at. But that part of it, you know, going in. As far as, as, far as the show, though, it was one of the best shows ever. I mean, day one was better than day two everything delivered um you know they started this show with john cena um austin theories one of their young stars uh, john cena as he's apt to do very unselfish puts him over seth rollins logan paul i gotta tell you i had no idea i'm not a youtube guy i had no idea who the hell logan paul was 
Uh, he's a tremendous athlete. He's been unbelievable. He's one of the best rookie professional wrestlers I, I've ever seen. And then they had two great storylines for people that know. Yeah, but let me, that let me just attention. jump in on the Logan Paul thing. The Logan Paul-Seth Rollins match was great until they brought out Logan Paul's business Yeah, I don't even know who that is. In a KSI, too. Who, by the way, does boxing. Mascot suit. What the hell was that? They, yeah. they It was a phenomenal match that they just spit on right at the end. Yeah, evidently, uh, they boxed each other in the past, and then they became friends. So, yeah, that's kind of stuff for, you know, younger people I don't necessarily get. But uh, for for athleticism, the guy is off the charts. And then I had the two great stories, uh, Ray Mysterio, his son, Dominic Mysterio, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn beat the Usos. Uh, and, and, and probably the greatest WWE, at least, women's match of yep. all time, and that's Rhea Ripley beating Charlotte Flair. Now, if you're a nerd, you can point to Japanese uh, wrestlers who've had better. But uh, for what they do, it's the best women's match ever. Um, and then day two delivered as well. I got a kick out of, but they had some issues. I mean, Shane McMahon blew out his quad. Uh, his big return got ruined. To me, the best match of the two nights was Gunther over Sheamus and Drew McIntyre in a three-way. Just unbelievable. Uh, Edge and, and Finn Balor in a hell in the cell. Uh, even Brock Lesnar. I got a kick out of it. Everybody was upset. Not everybody. But a lot of people were upset when they put Brock Lesnar with Omos. And they're like, how could you do that? They did it because they want to create moments. And you're going to have Brock Lesnar at five and a seven foot three, 420 pound guy, uh, which he did. And it delivered. Uh, and then the main event, boy. Roman Reigns is uh, unbelievable. Um, a lot of people wanted Cody Rhodes to win. Here's the thing, and I get it with wrestling people. They were in Cardiff, Wales over the summer. They drew about 70,000 people, and everybody wanted Drew McIntyre to win. Oh, it's Drew's moment. He's from, obviously, uh, Europe, and, 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 and that was his moment. Then they did the big match with Sami Zayn in Montreal. And Mont Sammy's from Montreal. And everybody said, Oh, you got to pull the trigger. That's Sammy's moment. It, it, it might have been the hottest crowd ever, literally, I've ever seen. And they went with Roman Reigns. And now in Los Angeles, it's Cody Rose's moment. Nobody gets it was Drew's moment because of Roman Reigns. It was Sammy's moment because of Roman Reigns. It's Cody's moment because of Roman Reigns. He's, and Triple H said this after the show, he's on a different level than anybody else. And, you know, when they do pull the trigger, and I don't know when they're going to pull the trigger, it's going to make it that much bigger, whoever they decide the next superstar is. But tremendous, tremendous shows, Jody. Maybe... Just Arguably me, the best WrestleMania ever. Just tell me it's not going to be Gunther. That that um, guy who's going no, to give the belt no, to that. Because no. I know that Triple H loves him. He does love And him. that was a really good match the other day. But it was just as much a great match because of Sheamus and Drew as it was Gunther. He can't be the guy. That's why I actually thought that, uh, Rain, that uh, uh, Cody Rhodes had a chance to win. Because I think he could carry it. 
Maybe not as well as Raymond, as as Roman, but I think he could carry. Gunther can. No, I, I don't. There think... isn't that next guy. The only guy I couldn't even argue. Rollins is pretty over, but uh, he's it. That that if they weren't going to give it to Brody, uh, Cody here, then Roman's going to be the champion for the next minimum. I, I think the next guy is somebody you're not even thinking of. Exactly. It's going to be Austin Theory. It's going to be Braun Breaker. It's going to be. And I, I threw this out. I think it might be solo uh, Roman Reigns and side, sidekick, but they got to build these people up. I think Austin Theory has tremendous potential. Um, I I don't, with all due respect, because I, I love, anybody who knows me, I love Sami Zayn. He's not a long-term champion. No, no Long-term chance. champion. With all due respect to Cody Rhodes, he he would be fine for six months. He's not a long term. That's champion. what I thought was going to happen, John. That's why I picked you. Picked Roman to keep it. You were right. I thought that that Rhodes would get it, just to go a different direction with Reigns and then double back to Reigns. And I, I Roman was going to get the title back and probably get it back before WrestleMania next year. But they're 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 going with him, and he is that good. I I told you that the Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley match was the greatest women's match that I've ever seen. Even as good as uh, the, the, the triple threat uh, with Gunther and McIntyre and Sheamus was that good. And as good as the championship match was, that was the best match of the entire weekend, male, female. It's so funny and kind of ironic that it was going down the same path as the women's college basketball this week. Uh, the uh, Caitlin from Iowa was the best individual player. We'll get a championship game tonight. I hope it's competitive. LSU kind of kicked Iowa's behind yesterday in the chat, but a woman was the best individual player in the NCAA tournament this year, not one of the boys. Uh, and the same thing with the wrestling. The best match was Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. Sorry, all apologies. I would put it number two, but yeah, you're splitting hairs. I have no problem with putting it number one. I would say the thing about the women's, it tells you if you're not a wrestling fan, what everybody's shitting their pants over is a wrestling thing because that's John Cena. That's what John Cena does. (laughs) So when uh, the girl from LSU, you haven't seen this, Jody? What's she got in a no. lot of trouble. She did John Cena's You Can't See Me and then did the ring thing. Um, uh, oh, you're talking taunting. about the girl from LSU? Yes. Taunting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Taunting. And taunting her after the fact. Yes. That was that was pretty lame. That's John Cena, by the way, for people that don't know. Yeah, that was that that, that was uncalled for, which was unfortunate because it was a great... Uh, hey, you know what I say about people celebrating and people taunting? What do I always say, Jody? If you don't want them to celebrate and you don't want them to taunt, win the game. Yeah, but there's something to be said for class, too. And you should try and show that. If, if you're going to just throw that out the window, yeah, you and I will disagree on that. You're right. You're, your general statement is accurate. Don't let them do it. If you don't like it, don't let them do it. Win the game. But then... Don't you... score the time. I say it all the time. People get upset with NFL celebrations. Don't let them score. That's tough. Then, now, that's yeah, tough to do in the NFL. Right. There but, are some uh, celebrations which are acceptable and some that are over the top, and I don't have a problem defining that line. Yeah, you can show a complete lack of class, and that's what exactly happened in that uh, LSU-Iowa game. All right, uh, brother, I say we do this again. Year three underway, show number two. I'm in. You in? 
Let's do it. Year three. WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia, by the way. Well, so you're going to hear about that next year. We're only 360-something yeah. days away from WrestleMania coming to Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Lane Johnson is going to be a big part of it as well. Is that already locked in, or is that John McMullen speculation? No, that's locked in. That's really? locked in. He's already okay. been. Lane announced it. Uh, and Lane, uh, yeah, Lane's a big wrestling fan. Huge wrestling Yeah, fan. I know he's a wrestling fan. I just didn't know that he had uh, already come to a meeting of the minds with the WWF for uh, next year's big event. Yeah. Oh, we got 360 some odd days to get to that. But we will be right back here on Birds 365 in 2 and 2. You've been listening to Birds 365. The destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.